Welcome, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen and ladies, welcome. It's another week, another opportunity to be great and better yourself. You already know it's your boy LS3. Let that beat drop. Haha, <laughs> yes, y'all. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Medicine Ball with your boy LS3 to be exact. And if you aren't in shape, at least your brain should be. That's right, you already know we focusing on giving your brain a six-pack. Welcome to the fam where we talk about everything having to do with mental health, man. Now, let me be clear. Let me be clear. I'm not a doctor, not a psychiatrist, not a psychologist, but I have been diagnosed with bipolar disorder one for 15 years, which gives me an interesting insight when it comes to dealing with therapy, medication, changing how you think and changing how you live. So, of course, you guys could have chose to be anywhere in the world today and you chose to be here with me. You already know, man, I never take that lightly. So welcome to the show, man. Whether you're somebody who's diagnosed with the actual mental health illness, maybe you're somebody, uh, one of the millions of Americans that suffer from depression or anxiety, or maybe someone who can just use some tips and tricks when it comes to dealing with this thing called life and the relationships involved. This is your family. This is your place. Pull up a chair and let's get it popping, man. This week's episode, this week's episode is interesting, man, and it really hit to me. The Joker. That's right. I will be talking about the movie The Joker, but more importantly about how it relates to mental health, man. I thought it was interesting and dope. So with no further ado, let's get right into it. The Joker. Let's go. Welcome, welcome, Medicine Ball. Let's go ahead and get it popping now, man. Uh, first things first, I'd like to let you guys know I'm working on my Instagram page uh, to come up with more visuals and quotes every day. But for now, you can follow on Facebook, uh, the Medicine Ball group. You could just search Medicine Ball and you'll see the logo um, says uh, Medicine Ball. Give your brain a six pack. You can search the group. You can search the page like the page, man. That will give you uh, access to exclusive content um, coming up in my second season. I'm going to focus more on giveaways and being more interactive with you guys in the public. So we want to go ahead and create these forums where you can get the latest information and I can give stuff away, man. Prizes, all that type of good stuff, man. Uh, I am available on Twitter as well at Medicine Ball. Uh, if you just type in the ad, I think it's LS3 Ball. So go check me out there. Follow. Also, man, whatever you listen to it on, man, whether you got the iPhone, we are available on iTunes. So if you're getting this on maybe Google podcast or your notifications are coming from maybe google play or anchor or whatnot you can just go search the other services uh as medicine ball got the same logo and everything and it's available there remember to subscribe so you can automatically get the updates i do release every week i am going to have a break coming up here shortly um after maybe the next episode to get ready for the new season next year man so i just want to make sure everybody can still stay into the loop and know that i'm accessible even if the podcast took a break to get ready for the next season Remember, you can also email me at uh, medicineballls3 at gmail.com or hit me up in the group if you have a topic you want to discuss or inter- interview ideas, man. I got some real dope stuff coming up. I'm working, man. I got y'all. But um, reach me there as well. I'm accessible. Reach out. Let's talk about it. If you want me to come to me in confidence about something, a lot of people reach out to me in confidence. I don't ever put them out there. I'm accessible to them. I am human, but I try to make myself accessible if you're somebody who's supporting the podcast and really serious about this mental health thing, man. Remember, man, it's all about changing your perspective, exercising your brain, giving your brain a six 
pack is just another way of saying exercising your brain. When you exercise your brain, that's different opportunities and different activities that you take that you're able to analyze things and deal with them in a different way than you previously have, man. So always pushing forward. We want to keep that in mind as well. All right. All right. Let's get into it, man. I'm really excited about this episode and the topic of the Joker, man. Let me let me give you all a little bit of insight about me when it comes to movies, man. I'm really weird with movies. All right. Like some of my favorite movies are like any given Sunday, old school with Will Ferrell, and things of that nature, man. When it comes to these movies with these double, triple, quadruple crosses and everything, I don't know what it is. I do know what it is. It's because I look at things differently. But say, for instance, uh, Fight Club, right? The first time I seen Fight Club, it was maybe five minutes in that I was like, oh, this dude's talking to himself. And it's like that consistently with movies. So I'm saying that to set up to, to say, like, it's really hard. Like, I don't go in judging the movie. It's just like... I pick up on things that the average person wouldn't be able to pick up on. Um, I know one of my when I really noticed that I had this ability to do this, I know exactly what movie it was. It was 007 Goldeneye with Pierce Brosnan. All right. Shout out to 007, real big James Bond fan right here. But it was Pierce Brosnan, right? And at the beginning of that movie, this movie came out eons ago, so I'm not spoiling it for anybody. At the very beginning of that movie, um, I think it's it, 006, Alec, or whatever his name was. He dies, and for some reason, I'm like, that dude's definitely not dead. Turns out he's the bad guy at the end. He didn't die, and people are just like, man, how do you do that? You're ruining So it's real hard to get me to be like, yo, I'm going to go to this movie and enjoy it. The type of movies I go to and enjoy, man, I'm not even going to lie. I'm like a kid, man. It's like the last Toy Story movie or something like that. Something like that I'm going to go to, and I'm going to really get a kick out of it. All right, so the Joker movie, first of all, no, I'm not going to even say that. I'm a huge Batman fan, man. People who really know me, man, know, like, I got this alter ego of Batman. I am a huge Batman fan, but I'm not a huge DC movie type fan. You feel what I mean? I don't know what it is. Marvel got it on lock, bro. Like, it just looks different. When a movie's done by DC, it just looks different than it is done by Marvel. So when I see this Joker movie, I'm immediately like, man, first of all, this is a DC movie. Second of all, it's about the Joker. Like, and... I'm not going to get, this is the only thing I will say. I never saw the Arkham Knight. Whichever one had Heath Ledger in it, I never saw that whole movie. Maybe bits and pieces if it's ever come on TV, but I never sat down and, and, and watched it through. Now, with that being said, I'm not mentioning Heath Ledger anymore. I'm not even going to go into a comparison about what I'm going to have to say about this new Joker movie, etc. I'm going to leave that there. But when I saw the movie for this new Joker movie, I'm just like, okay, it's Joker, whatever, whatever. Okay, so then I'm the type of guy who like reads reviews. I don't know. Some people could say this is weird, but man, I've had times where I'm guilty of just like, I don't know, spending an exorbitant amount of time reading comments and reviews from other people, man. So somehow, I don't even know how, but somehow doing what I'm doing online, I saw someone be like, man, the Joker movie's horrible, like multiple times. And I was like, oh, that's a wrap. I'd never go see that. Like, I don't even think I paid attention to the commercial. Um, and then on top of that, this guy, I've heard his name pronounced two ways. So I'm gonna say it both ways to make sure I cover my bases. Um, Joaquin Phoenix or Hokeem Phoenix. He gets my respect now after the role he did in this movie, man. We gonna get to that. But he wasn't somebody who just stood out in my mind like, yo, this dude is dope. Like, oh, he would be a dope joker. Like, I always feel like Jim Carrey messed himself up by playing the Riddler back in the day because he would be like the perfect joker to me. 
Anyway, so I'm skeptical when it comes to movies. So somebody who knows what I do with the podcast, know how I feel about mental health and everything, had already seen the movie. And it was like, yo, let's go see this movie. I, I was skeptical, but I went into it like, yo, I'm going to be open-minded. I'm going to enjoy a movie. I'm not going here to judge a movie at the bare minimum. I'm going to be able to crack some jokes about the Joker. I'm going to get a good laugh out of it. Plus, I try not to follow online fads recklessly. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I you won't catch an old face challenge. Um, I can't tell you what the theme song of, of Empire sounds like. Like, I don't, I, don't, I don't do it. So, if everybody says something sucks... It's probably more than likely that I'm going to think it's dope. But anyway, I digress. I already had it. I was like, this, this is going to be crazy. Listen, I'm not going to spoil the movie for you guys. But um, if you're into mental health, and more importantly, if you're somebody who's diagnosed and has gone through the therapy and the medication and that type of thing, you got to see this movie, man. And I want to go ahead and prepare you and let you know you are going to become a joking or Hokeem Phoenix fan immediately after this. Like, that's why I won't even mention the Heath Ledger thing because I'm, I'm going to go back and I'm going to watch Arkham and everything. But for somebody who's dealt with this mental health thing for years, somebody who wrote that movie, this Joker movie, is diagnosed with mental health and has gone through this period in the story. It's, it's that deep, dog. And, and like, listen, man, I'm a person. If I'm telling you a movie is dope, it's going to blow your mind away. It's going to blow your mind away, man, because I'm not going to just hop on. It's just some fads. You feel what I mean? You talking to a guy whose favorite Marvel character is Groot. You feel what I'm saying? So it's just like, if I'm telling you a movie is that deep, and, and, and keep in mind, man, we're lining up along the mental health. And that's the first thing that threw me off. And the first thing I noticed, if DC was involved with this movie, I don't remember seeing it. And I, they, they couldn't have been because they would be blasting it everywhere. So I don't even think DC was involved in this movie. If you're going to see some crime fighting or some action or some blowing up or some movie or something like that uh, about the Joker, this ain't for you, man. It's like, for instance, if they had a SpongeBob cartoon and then they would be like, yo, here's a SpongeBob movie. I know they already did that, but just like things would be more realistic. Like, for instance, they got a new Sonic movie coming out. And Sonic is a cartoon, but the movie is still cartoonish, but it's like an adult version. This is the adult version of the Joker cartoon stuff that you see in all the other movies. This talks about how he became the Joker, man. So, listen, man. This movie is great. It's very, very great. Very, very... And also, I'll, I'll take a step further, man, because I want, I want to be credible when I'm talking about, if I want to start talking about acting. This is a little fact about me. I actually got a scholarship to go to my college, and, and, and I'm a part of the International Thespians Honor Society. So we talking to a dude here who actually did some shows and, and, and did some parts. I played Nick Bottom the Weaver. I played Daddy Warbucks. And at the time, this was in a primarily white school. I did my thing. I know acting. I'm familiar with the old school acting and how getting into a character and things of that nature are dope movie, man. Not produced by DC. I didn't see DC's name on it anywhere at all. This is one of those movies that everyone, if you want to get it, really get serious about mental health and you want to look at it abstractly, you got to go see. Now, I just wanted to give the, this whole first seg to be a preface on how I look at movies and if you've been listening to me and you're somebody who deals with me and know how I feel about perception, reality, and dealing with mental health, I'm telling you, man, this movie is dope. 
So this is what we're going to do for the rest of the episode. In the next seg, I'm going to point out three things in the movie without giving it away. And man, it was very, very hard for me to pick these things out without giving them away and show you how they directly relate to what we're talking about when it comes to mental health and some of the things that are out here as a society. And it's like, I got to go back and find a producer. Matter of fact, when I come back for that next seg, I'll definitely know who the, who, who the director was and all of that for y'all. So look, get your mind ready, man. We about to go into this Joker movie, man. And I'm going to point out three things into it. Like I said, um, Joaquin Phoenix, Joaquin Phoenix. I will make sure that I'm pronouncing that right when I come back from my next seg as well. Listen, excellent actor. He gains my respect. Whoever that writer is, those directors are, big ups to them. As a person who goes through it and has been through the ups and downs that comes along with being diagnosed with a mental illness and dealing with it, whether it comes to therapy, daily living, medication, family, that movie was dead on, man. Y'all, go check the movie out, all right? We're going to get into it, man. I'm going to point out the th th three main things that um, affect us today in society when it comes to mental health that the movie made blaring without giving it away, all right? Check this beat out. Rock with me. We'll be right back. Medicine Ball with your boy LS3. Give your brain a six-pack. Yeah, yeah. Gentlemen, Medicine Ball with your boy LS3. Welcome back. This week's episode, The Joker. Alright, let's get right back into it. Let's get right back into it. So, man, I had to put some respect on my man's name, man. Like, he really held it down. I had to go get some respect and put it on this man's name. His name is pronounced Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin Phoenix. Let me say that again. Joaquin Phoenix. Dope actor. And he's been in a lot of movies that you definitely seen, man. He's just like, I don't know, man. This is definitely, if you ask me, a breakthrough. Now, I want to clarify a couple of things that I said in the first segment. First of all, I can't even say that people have been saying that this, this joint is whack. I mean, it looks like it's grossed almost a billion dollars. And it hasn't even been out a month yet. So it's closer to a billion dollars on the grossing end. And from what I see is um, Todd Phillips and Scott Silver 
co-wrote this screenplay, man. If you listen to this and you can get in touch with them dudes, I'm going to try to reach out to them. But I want to talk to them, man, and I want to get some more insight on it because one of those guys, either they or somebody who's going through the mental health thing and um, the diagnosis and the therapy, or they got somebody who they're very close to who confides in them who is going through it, man. Hokeem Phoenix, man. I had to put some respect on my man's name. You got my respect after this role. All right, man. Without spoiling it, at this point, I've been very careful to make sure I didn't spoil anything, but I did go back and pick out three things in that movie that really stood out to me as far as my personal experiences, as well as the experiences as others. Um, the first thing is the aspect of being somebody who deals with the mental health illness and how you can be broken down, how fragile it can really be, even for somebody who's doing the right thing. Um Go see the movie, but long story short, this dude was diagnosed with a mental health illness, and he was taking his medicine. He was writing in a journal, as the therapist told him, and he didn't have a great job. He was a clown. <laughs> he was a clown. You feel me? So with his crappy health care, he still had the courage, and it's crazy, man, because even as I talk about this, man, I find myself liking the Joker, man. It's like they did a really good job, but it's like he still had the courage to go with all he was going through and go and, and get go to the therapy to do the things the therapy was therapist was telling him to make an effort to attempt to get his meds. And I mean, he was a clown, bro. He didn't have no good Medicare like the office looked like a piece of crap. The other thing that I thought was uh, also um dope in the way that it was depicted was just like. Even though he was a person going through all of this stuff, he was the rock for his mother in the movie. So as crazy as he was supposed to be and what he was doing in his life and whatnot, his mother made him seem like a sane person. He was her rock. So regardless of the serious issues that he had going on with his life, with his mental diagnosis, his mother was still dependent on him to be a person of of uh, uh to, to lean on her foundation and i just was like man that's crazy i find myself relating to it and it's just like it's hard and it shows you how just like the things that you might look at and take for granted how can be taken out of perception and how because he is diagnosed with a mental health illness he handles things in the beginning and really overall honestly very very well under his circumstance so i thought it was really dope how they depicted this is a person who's trying to live in today's society they're doing quote unquote the right thing i mean he's diagnosed he's going to the therapist he's taking his meds he's writing in his journal he's doing what the therapist told him based on what his health care can provide i mean they didn't get that deep into it because that could have been another movie but you know hint hint but um yeah, man, it's, it's just really dope, man. And I was like, man, this dude here tried to put up with a lot before he additionally cracked. And that goes into the second thing that um I directly related to with the movie. And it like it really hit me in the movie, man. The funding for his therapist and where he's getting his medicine gets cut. So he's on the brink of the edge of going crazy to homicidal. He's still trying to go to his therapy, and guess what? She says something really crazy in there. They don't care about you, and to be honest, they don't care about me. And I was like, wow, because I'm someone who had a therapist that I was solid with, uh, able to speak with, adjusting my medicine with, 
And listen, man, I am, I'm not into politics. I'm about to just make a real statement here. Whatever happened with Obamacare, me personally, it didn't help me. It hurt me because I got knocked out of the, the what do they call it? The, the umbrella that I was under or whatever, the provider, the list, the range, it knocked me off the list. So my doctor had to go to another hospital where he was kind of doing both and give his time to those patients there because Medicare was made easier. So they were able to book more appointments. Thus, he could no longer do this private practice. I lost out. Guess what? You can't go to a regular physician to get your medicines written for you. Somebody who deals in that psychology has to write them for you. Furthermore, it's got to be somebody who knows you. If you go to somebody who's like, and that and that's really rough about the movie that I noticed, man, and, and it really hit home. If you get your medicines written, I'll give you an example. I'll be completely uh, transparent. I was written a medicine or a prescription at one point for Xanax. Xanax, which is a drug that is abused out here. It's a heavily used street drug. You can't go to another doctor who you don't have no rapport with and try to be like, yo, I need to get this prescription for Xanax. Unless they're a type of person who can look at you and they're open-minded and they understand what's going on, they're going to look at you like, you don't need no Xanax. So imagine what that does. Here's something that you, you know, and in a way it's a two-edged sword because remember, it's all about perspective and changing how you think with Medicine Ball, right? I feel them. You feel what I'm saying? A lot of people probably do go and abuse Xanax and whatnot, but I mean, that gets into a bitter, bigger picture and a bigger point that I'm going to address down the road. What's with these medicines? What's in these medicines? These medicines are expensive, man. This ain't no penicillin you could go grab from the store for $30, $40. You're going to need $100 or something to get something that keeps you, quote-unquote, sane daily that your body has built up a dependency to. And that's a whole nother story, man, that, that can branch off. Like, I have never been on a hard drug, like a crack or a heroin or something where I hear these horror stories about trying to come off. But taking some of these medicines out here and me skipping a day or two, when I tell you I'd be curled up like a like, like, like a, a, a unborn child, sweating, can't even get out of the bed and function over something that was given to me prescribed for a quote unquote my mental health illness, just based on the videos I've seen and me, the, the sweats and the kicking and all of that, it's the same thing. I'm not going to go into that. But long story short, that's the second thing. This man's on the edge of cracking and they cut the funding. So, bam, just like that. You got a crappy job. You're trying to do the right thing. You're about to go crazy. You know, um, now you can't get your meds. Like, people don't understand how focused and how courageous it is if you're a person who's dealing with some serious depression or anxiety or something. Man, you got to be laser focused, man. Don't cut yourself short. If you're motivated enough to go up, and even if this therapist don't work right, to keep going, this medicine didn't go work right, keep going. This, this kind of diagnosis wasn't right. Keep going. Man, that takes a lot of courage, man. And I can salute anybody who can do that because it doesn't work like it is on tv you don't go to these therapists and get diagnosed with a medicine i'm not gonna say never but i'm pretty sure it's probably up there with the odds of winning the lottery that the first time you go they tell you what you want to hear and give you the medicines that's going to change your life and everything's going to be whole dumb diddly it don't work like that so like that really hit me i was like dang how can you just be a writer and think about something like this you know somebody who went through this bro um and that goes straight into my third part. And again, it's hard without giving out any of the movie, but he eventually cracks in a public place 
for the world to see. And a statement that he makes goes back to what his therapist told him. The world just thinks it's okay. Like it's just something you can deal with. Like it's no big deal. And let me explain something to you. Even as I do this medicine ball thing, man. Once you show people that you have the ability to cope and deal with extreme circumstances, they expect that. They no longer look at like, yo, this person is dealing with something that's extreme that is out there on the daily basis. We get traumatized as a people with a lack of empathy and a lack of a way that we look at things to think that that person who's sitting up under the bridge is okay after you've seen them sitting up under that big bridge for a month. You get normalized to it. You get desensitized to it. And that's what I feel like happens with the mental health. And a lot of people that I deal with and a lot of the relationships I deal with and again, I don't want a sob story and it's a catch 22 because not once did the Joker in the movie say, you know what? I'm diagnosed. Can I get cut a break? Never. Not really. He, you got to go see the movie. He didn't, he didn't come off. He did let people in certain circumstances know about his mental health, but he wasn't using it as a crutch. He could have used it and been like, yo, let me get time off of my job from this, from this clown job. Literally. He didn't do that. And I don't want to do that. But I guess in a way it may be asking a lot, but I guess not for me because I do consider myself empathetic that that person who's dealing with their mental health, if they're dealing with it in a positive, strong way to where you may, quote unquote, think is normal. Remember, and it's not even just for people with mental health. This is for everybody. Everybody's going through their own battle. You know, and that's also what I got out of this movie. That's just a bonus point. Bing, bing. Everybody's going through their own battle. That person who might have brushed you in the store that you think got a problem or something, you don't know what's going on in their life. To you, your problems and what you're going through is what's most important. But on the bigger grand scheme of things, it's probably not as bad as you think it is. But society treats mental health in a way where it's becoming normalized. And the only time it's brought to the forefront is when it's some kind of tragic circumstance, which is crazy. Cause, and, and that's what we're going to talk about in the third seg. You know, I always like to give y'all this weird twist on the third seg. I got a big twist about the movie. It's similar to the Matrix talk, uh, plot. But it's the same way, man, to start looking at things. They start getting normalized. And it's not until something tragic happens that is to be taken serious. When really we need to be getting in front of it and trying to put in preventative measures. This movie is doing something and really pointing it in our face and explaining something to us that a lot of people won't catch. And, you know, hopefully even with this podcast, I can open people's eyes a little bit more who maybe went and saw that movie. They're trying to tell you something bigger here. Why does it take a massacre? Why does it take Joker having the need Batman to be called in for us to be like, yo, mental health is important. Let's not do that, man. So those were the three things I wanted to talk about that really stuck out, man. Um, the being broken down when you're somebody who's really, truly suffering, man, diagnosed or not, man, you can really be broken down and things that you might just look at and just glance at twice. You never know what battle that person is going through. The Medicare and the funding, man, I'm real big on this. I feel like if you want to say mental health is a problem, if you want to say mental health is something we need to pay attention to, if you want to say that we need to point out people who have our schizophrenia or depression and they can be known, how about we make it easier for those people? It seems to me, if you want to classify, and this is not everybody, but if you want to classify people with some type of mental health illness as crazy or a high risk, 
seems to me like you will want to put if you want to classify him as a bomb have as many bomb um deterrents around as available i.e let's make medicare for the mental health illness a little bit easier if you don't want these people to go out and do something in public and be like why make it easier Maybe, you know, we should do a little bit more research that this guy's been talking to a therapist for 15 years who's schizophrenic, paranoia, and he's been doing fine. And all of a sudden, because of some legal thing we got going on, he's out the system. Now we want to be like, why? Did, and I'm not making an excuse for anybody. Let's be clear. None of this is right. It's not justified. Even in the movie, like all jokes aside, it ain't justified. But I mean, I feel like it would be easier for people to address the problems that are really going on. I'll take it a step further, man. And and I don't want to dive too far into this because we can explore this in so many more episodes. But just like a lot of these people who went to war, I don't know if they understand. And I'm speaking on, on personal experience. My father's a Vietnam veteran. PTSD is a mental health illness. Wake up, people. You feel what I'm saying? All that stuff with the war and the hearing, those are mental health illnesses as well. We just call them something different. But they fall up under the same category medically. So let's pay attention. That was the third part. I don't want to get on my soapbox. How society treats mental health, all right? We're going to bring it all together, man. The Joker. Dope music. Joaquin Phoenix. Shout out to my man, man. Check this beat out. We're going to bring y'all back with the last seg. Medicine Ball with your boy LS3. Yeah, yeah. Back, welcome back, Medicine Ball with your boy LS3. That's right, if you're in any shape, at least your brain should be. Welcome back to Medicine Ball. We'll be focusing on giving your brain a six-pack. You already know this week's episode. We're talking about the Joker, the movie, but also relating it to mental health, man. And yeah, you know, I liked it, man. I, I think it was very accurate uh, as a person diagnosed with a mental health illness and having to go through some of that stuff. The joint's pretty darn accurate, man. So Shout out to them boys, man. Go check that thing out, man. Go in there with an open mind and go see it. And I guarantee you will learn something. Last seg, last seg. We're going to tie it all together. The Joker. How I'm going to tie this together, man? How I'm going to do it? I kind of gave a hint to it at the end of the last seg. But what this movie ultimately does, and this goes into the bigger thing of Medicine Ball and how we are and what we're trying to do with perception and whatnot is... It allowed me to look at something from a different perception, man. I found myself by the end of that movie, in a way, rooting for the Joker. And in a way, I felt bad almost for the Joker, but almost in a, in a, in a way. And again, you know, we're not blurring the lines. I don't want to blur the lines here with reality and whatnot, but I was kind of like, I don't blame him. And you're going to have to really go look at the movie to, to really get it. You know, I know based off of the details that I have given thus far. Um, 
the, the, the movie is way more detailed, man. And I found myself looking at it from a different perspective. And call it, uh, you know, my working my brain out, my medicine ball. And as I alluded to in the first um, seg, my uncanny, uncanny ability to point out little double and triple cross crosses very quickly. Um, I was able to point out one of the main ones very quickly. The person I went to see it with was like, man, I thought you were just talking trash. <clears throat> Excuse me. But um, I felt myself feeling almost like, yo, the Joker, was he justified? Why was he punished? He did do everything he could in his power. He addressed his situations. He addressed his frustrations. He handled things with class. He handled things with a sense of control in the beginning. And even in the end, because ultimately um, there were some times where I thought the Joker would end it, which I obviously knew he wouldn't because he's still uh, alive in the movies and things that we see today with Batman. But... That shows some level of sanity. You know, ultimately, people I feel like who are all the way insane and all the way on the edge and all the way on the brink of giving up. In a lot of situations, those people do take suicide as a way out. Joker did take suicide as the way out. So he was able to look at things in a logical way. And um, it opens up your perspectives, man. And it makes you look at this mental health thing. You know, should it take a mass murder or shooting at a school or something like that for us to pay attention to to mental health and for us to take it serious and i'm gonna say something right here man it's almost like a trend yeah we take it serious for a few months until it dies down until another shooter comes up now we want to take it serious again why can't we take a movie that shows us those things happening without anybody actually getting injured and take that as a lesson. See, shouts out to these directors and these producers and these writers, man, because I feel like that's what they ultimately tried to do. Instead of us waiting for another massacre to occur, something tragic to occur and, you know, that may or may not involve someone with a mental health illness. How about we take a movie where people acted like a tragedy occurred and acted like some people got hurt when everybody was really okay, but still get that same effect to realize, let's look at what's going on with mental health. See, it was a thin line that was walked there in Joker, which was beautifully done. And somebody who's done with dealt with theater from the acting point. And again, I said at the beginning, I wasn't going to say anything about Heath Ledger, but if you want to talk about somebody committing to a role and a role really changing you, even this guy's body in the movie was just like indicative of people who are going through depression and can't eat right. You know, it's, it's just really something we got to stand back and take a look at. And again, my opinions are just those. As I said in the beginning, I'm no doctor or anything, but I am somebody who's diagnosed and those things are very relatable. Now, being that I've gone through some of those similar things, I'm definitely not about to go put on no clown paint and go do something crazy. But I can definitely get my times where I am frustrated. And without going through this mental health thing, and I want to make that clear, man, 
I want people to see it because instead of somebody explaining it to you, maybe if it's something that's larger than life, a character, a fictional character that everybody's able to identify with, because let's keep it real. The Joker is a household name. You know, it's athletes who come out with it and things of that nature. Uh, the, the Joker, he's a household name. Let's use the Joker to reach out to people. That movie was, was was great, man. And again, it just opens up your perspectives and your realities to look at it from a, another standpoint. If you're a person who's stuck in a job with bad Medicare and your diagnosis is depressed or with anxiety or schizophrenia and you're doing what you're supposed to and people are being mean to you for no reason, picking on you in direct relation to your mental health illness for really no reason, you're not bothering anybody. And then let's take it a step further. Even with the weight of the world on your shoulders, somebody else puts their weight on your shoulders and you have to be the stand-up person for that. Imagine that. You're doing the right thing. Your life is not really going well, but you're trying to keep it on the up and up. And all of a sudden, that medicine that can calm you down and keep you from hearing voices, through no problem of yours, the government decides that that outlet right there is you know, no longer worth funding. That network's no longer worth it. Bam. That medicine that keeps you from going schizophrenic or hearing voices is gone. That person you can talk to about something crazy without judging you or calling the cops on you is no longer available. That journal that you were writing in is is is, is no longer an outlet because there's no one to decipher the hidden things and the things that you're writing down that may be a warning sign. Imagine all of that coming down on you at once. And then somebody decides on that day that they want to pick on you. They may put their hands on you, call you names, physically push you around. And you've had enough. And you have a weapon and you shoot. I'm not saying it's justified. But what I am saying is I can understand how certain individuals in that situation could possibly do something that's not intelligent. But they're going through something. They have a problem to begin with. Do you still feel the same way about that person? Throwing them away? Ridiculing them? Poking fun at their mental illness? Do you still feel the same way knowing that their mother was dying while they were in deep depression and they couldn't eat right and they couldn't afford the proper Medicare? Imagine that. And just look at it from another perspective. Because the joke's actually on us if we feel like it's those type of people that the society can do without. See, those people that are dealing with those, those problems and, and those issues that you may not see or be able to pay attention to or anything of that nature, man, they might be dealing with something that you can't even fathom. And we need to keep that in mind. So just something to think about, man. Dope movie, The Joker, man. Go check it out. Yo, I'm going to wrap up this podcast, man. Um, Yo, go follow on Twitter, LS3Ball or Medicine Ball. Go like the Facebook page. Go hop in the group. You get the exclusives. Reach out to me, man. Uh, you can email me. Um, If you got this on your podcast, favorite it, like it, subscribe it so you continue to get the episodes, man. 
um, what's going to happen here is I'm not going to keep all these all these oldies and classics up for long, man. I got to continue to grow and whatnot. So if you want somebody, you want to be somebody who could take advantage of it, subscribe, man. And we'll also continue to offer you exclusive content, man. All right. Remember, man, if you know somebody who's dealing with any type of mental health illness or you have a hankering that they or a inkling that they might be depressed or be dealing with anxiety, you don't got to you don't got to be, you know, big and loud about it. Be discreet. Throw the podcast link in their inbox. Send it through the direct message. Send them a message, man. Or just check on them. Or just, you know, have empathy and show support. If you're somebody going through it, there is an outlet for you. Reach out to me. I try to be accessible. Remember, we got to make this something important that we get in front of as a group and stand behind it, man. Again, keep your head up. Strive to be better. Look at these opportunities and, 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 and this adversity as opportunities to get better and pull out your arsenal. See what you've learned. Change the way you think, man. Work your brain out. It's an everyday process. It's not going to come overnight. You got to put in the effort for it, man. Yo, I'm here. I believe in y'all. I love y'all. I'm here for y'all. You got this. Medicine Ball with your boy LS3. I'm out. Yeah, yeah.